You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Or shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Grab your happiest thought and let's fly away with me, your spider pan Jeremy, to Neverland once again. And I know I probably don't quite sound right today. I'm sorry for that. I'm still getting over this cold bug or virus, whatever this is that has afflicted me for the past week all throughout my spring break from the University of Central Missouri. So yes, what a lovely spring break I've had. I have been sick the entire time and haven't really gotten an opportunity to have much fun out of it. But uh, that's okay. You know, I guess I took some time off. I meant to work this week with my Uber and Lyft and well, that just didn't quite work out. But there is some interesting information here that I want to share, something that kind of happened here in my regular life. On the same day that I got sick, I find this out. I got my acceptance into Radio Talent Systems. Now, Eric wanted to tell you about this last week, but he doesn't exactly know what this is. He, He associated it with my university, and in a way, it is. But what this really is, is it's like a conference that's going to happen Uh, Like, I believe the first day is July 30th. I have to go up to Northwest Missouri State University, uh, and I'll be there for about two weeks. There'll be broadcasters from around the state of Missouri, professionals, coming together to this conference, and they're going to be taking, you know, people, well, I wouldn't say my age, but, you know, students like me, people like me, and teaching and training and networking and, and that sort of a thing. And I'll be living, of course, up there on a different campus and, you know, food's provided for. I had to pay some extra money for the dorm, uh, but there is a limited number of people who get accepted to be able to go, let alone get a scholarship to be able to go as well, which I also have gotten a scholarship. I'm going to have to dress, you know, business casual. uh, And I think there's even, there's something about going to Atlanta listed. And I don't know if that means that some of the, the, teachers or, you know, the professionals are going to go to Atlanta for something in the middle of it, like maybe during the weekend or something. I am not sure exactly what that entails, but all I know is I will be gone for two weeks getting an opportunity to associate with some professionals uh, in the industry I'm aiming for. Uh, And this is also, like I said, a good networking opportunity. So this should really help me get into that career position after I graduate at the end of this year. So this is a very exciting opportunity. Uh, I'm probably going to be still that guy 20 years older than most of the uh, the other people going there to attend, other than the professionals. 
Uh, but, you know, that may help them look at me as a bit more of an adult type person, you know, <laughs> so much as I don't grow up because I'm a Neverlander here. Uh, so this is a huge opportunity for me, and I'm very happy to have been accepted to be able to go. Uh, that also means, you know, there will be a couple of weeks I'm going to be gone. That weekend's show, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do for it, but I may record something from the laptop that I just purchased from Nebraska Furniture Mart with my credit, uh, because I do need a laptop for the event. So I had to purchase one. Uh, it's a bit minor league overall. It's better than actually what I'm recording on now, the regular PC that I use, and so I can use this for school to work on some of my projects that I do in class and stuff like that. So uh, it's been very, very interesting and different. And so I've got that coming up ahead of me. I'm still working on my internship. Uh, I'm trying to make, you know, get back in a hold of Ken Facey because uh, he's the one who told me that there should be a, a chance for me to get into the college program at Walt Disney World. So I'm still looking for that opportunity to come to fruition. I'm working on that. So got a lot of things going on interesting around here. Uh, but here's something interesting that has happened with me that uh, you can actually be a part of. So y'all are probably familiar with the Kingdom Hearts games, right? And I bet most of you, maybe many of you, maybe not all of you, I don't know, have played these games before. I haven't actually played any of them. So uh, at this Saber Guild, and now I've, I've talked about the Saber Guild before. Uh, this is where we're learning choreography uh, with lightsabers and stuff like that. It's a, kind of a cosplay group. Um, and I've, I'm working my way into, I need to get a costume and things like that. I need to buy a, a working lightsaber. Well, I'm working as far as I can hit it up against another lightsaber and it won't break. That kind of thing. And it at least needs to light up for performance. Which, I'm a, I'm a long way off for that. I still have to be able to afford everything. But anyway, so we were sitting around having a dinner at the Red Robin. And uh, we got to talking about some games and the, the, how much they're waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. And I said, I really, you know, I, I want to play that. I haven't played any of the other two. And the guy who's in charge, Noah, who you've heard his voice on the show when I first was meeting them, uh, I met him at Planet Comic Con, told me that there is the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 that is released. You know, it's out on PlayStation 4, and it was actually on sale at Walmart at the time. So I got it very inexpensively. Now, I've looked at this, and this is like six of these games. Six, you know, six whole things. I guess some of it was also handheld and all this stuff, but it's a big thing of, of Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's supposed to be everything. I mean, this is like a, a pre-launch. I guess it's been out for almost well, a little over a year. Uh, but this is like a, before Kingdom Hearts 3 finally comes out. There's this to play with. Now, since this is a first time for me to ever play through, and I thought it was kind of special... I thought it would be fun to live stream the whole thing. Every time I sit down to play this, I'm going to start live streaming on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you search for the Neverland Podcast, you should find us. We don't have a whole lot of videos. Well, we got a few videos up there. I'm always adding things as much as I have time to. I still need to add some video from Planet Comic Con. I still have some photos I haven't been able to share, and I've been out of commission pretty much this week on spring break because I've been sick, so I didn't get a chance to work on any of it then. But I'm going to live stream this. Now... Generally, I only get a chance to play games on the weekends. It'll be like Saturday morning, maybe throughout a lot of the day on Saturday. If I if I just decide to take a day off, sometimes on Saturday I, I do feel that way. Uh, so it'll mainly be like Saturday mornings. I will hop online to sit and play. So if you would like to do this live, and I may even hook up a microphone and be able to talk 
although I'm going to be mainly paying attention to the game, but I may, you know, talk to y'all while I'm going and doing this. So hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun for me, for you, anyone who decides to join me in on this adventure. Uh, heck, play along with me. That would be fun. Let me know what you're doing. If Maybe maybe you've never played it before. Uh, go, go to Walmart and find yourself a copy. You might have to go to their online and track it down. But see if you can get a copy of the game. You can even download it, but it's more expensive to download it on the PS4 network. Uh, I don't know about Xbox One, if it's more expensive to download versus buying a copy. I don't know, but play along with me. That would be fun. Let me know how you're progressing on it. Also, in the process of this, uh, I uh, did some trade-ins and some things, and I, I got a copy of Disney Infinity 2.0 for the PS4. I've had it previously on the PS3, and I've already played through everything. In fact, I think I played through the whole thing on the Xbox 360 before, and then I played it again on the PS3 when I got it, you know, supporting over to that. Um, of course, now there's no online services to play it, but I'll probably live stream some playing that as well. I might have some friends join me to play through the Disney Infinity 2.0, and we'll live stream that onto the Neverland Podcast channel. Normally, I've live streamed my game playing on my personal channel under G-L-U-B-A-N-D. Yes, it looks like Glubbin, but it's Glue Band, because I was in a band called Glue without the E a long time ago. I kept the email address use it for my YouTube channel, that all kinds of thing. But I have a personal channel where you can find a lot of my game streaming over there when I have played some games. Uh, so if you're curious or interested, go and check that out. Pretty soon I will be posting up a whole lot of funny glitches and errors while I was playing The Witcher 3, which I cannot endorse on this show because it is definitely not a family-friendly game. But oh my goodness, it was good. And I finally finished it yesterday. All of the expansions, I'm done. I mean, there's a few other things I could do. There are a few areas I didn't explore, but I'm going to stop on that because I really want to play Kingdom Hearts. I've been sitting on this for a while. I have a couple other games that I'm sitting on, like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I've never played, and Fallout 3, which, yes, I haven't played that one yet either. I'm still sitting on it. Every time I, I think I might jump on to play it, I have another game that takes precedence, which Kingdom Hearts is taking precedence. So... If you would like to join me on this adventure, please do, uh, and we'll have some fun together. You know, it'll be great. I, I think it'll be fun together. I'm hoping you'll have fun with me. Uh, I'm expecting to have fun playing it, that's for sure. And this, of course, is all leading up to eventually Kingdom Hearts 3 will be released, which hopefully I'll have a chance to be able to pick that up when it comes out and get right on that, and I'll stream that one when I play it as well. So, well, that's all things to look forward to. Uh, it's, like I said, this will hopefully start next Saturday. I will sit and stream this. And if you would like to even follow along on my PlayStation Network, uh, I am, as I mentioned before, Glueband, G-L-U-B-A-N-D, 7-7 on the PlayStation Network. So if you have a PS4 or PS3 or whatever, go ahead and friend me there. And, uh, and then we can, you can follow and see what I do. And when I jump on to play, hopefully you'll get notified. Uh, all I know is it will be on a Saturday morning. Uh, but that, that's going up for some maintenance and everything right now. We do have a lot of news that I want to jump in and talk about. So let's get right to it. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, well today's show we have a theme and it's redheads. Uh, we're going to do a tribute for the redhead of the Pirates of the Caribbean, the lost redhead, we're going to say, because there's a brand new redhead and it's Officially here on American Shores, Walt Disney World on Monday opened up after the refurb with 
the new redhead and I have edited together a little bit of audio from a lot of the videos that I've been seeing posted up and uh, well take a listen right here So that's it. That is the new redhead scene, new auction scene. Uh, so far, you know, we, we of course have seen the mixed reviews. So there's a lot of people not really happy about this because, you know, I've, I've seen arguments of, well, this is no longer historically accurate. And people will say, when was it ever really historically accurate? You know, that kind of a thing. Uh, and of course, Boy Scouts of the Caribbean versus Pirates of the Caribbean. Suddenly they're not really doing anything bad or it's no longer politically correct to be, you know, selling slaves versus, but I guess it's okay to dunk the mayor and drown people and kill. That's apparently still okay. So, I mean, there's there's so many little arguments we could really go over in this. I just want to focus on what is now new. I got to say, I'm not impressed at all. So, we have an auction going on. The products that they're auctioning off, nothing really makes sense, but I guess that might be the point because we have a woman there, you know, the same, you know, overweight woman, we'll say, is now selling her chickens instead of being sold herself. There's a bit of dialogue about the chickens and stuff like that, and along the line you see people, they're, they're forcing the citizens to bring their goods to be auctioned, and you have like a painting and all this stuff that would be completely useless to pirates. Uh, in fact, you know, the whole thing of buried treasure and stuff like that, that of course is not accurate to pirates either. Really, they were looking for goods, but more goods that be more tradable so I mean that and in some fashion that would work but they're trying to sell the stuff for gold or whatever I guess but you know this is fanciful pirates this is this is more movie style than it is actual pirates anyway so this, I guess that in whatever fashion you can consider that to work but it's doesn't seem as vile as what the pirates are supposed to be because originally this ride was meant to make fun of how vile pirates were you know and kind of goof on them a bit and now it's or more like celebrating pirates or something, because pirates become our heroes in, in the movies now. So, this is sort of swashbuckly or whatever. Uh, but, so now we have them auctioning, and the redhead is participating a bit more. She's got a, a new figure that's animated, and I have seen on one website where they, they look to that this may be the Jane figure from the, uh, the great movie ride has been moved over, because it looks almost the same. Uh, which is an interesting point of view, but of course, you know, Disneyland is getting one too, so these might be new figures. Uh, I was looking all over online. I couldn't find anything about the make of what type of animatronic figure this is. 
if this is any sort of advanced type of thing. The only movement I'm really seeing her doing really is kind of turning and moving her arm around and you know, not doing a whole lot because she's holding a, a, a gun. She's guarding the goods that are being dropped off, that kind of a thing. So, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense the auctions, the items that are being into auction, which it's not supposed to because really what the pirates are all wanting is rum. Now here's some interesting bit of historical fact. Rum was pretty much how you kept from dehydrating. You would mix it with your water and you would mix in some citrus to try to prevent scurvy and you would keep yourself hydrated because you're dealing with a, an issue of not having a lot of water and your water would be stale or that kind of thing. So that's really kind of why they would want the rum anyway is to keep hydrated. It's not necessarily to be completely drunk in pools. That's kind of another fanciful thing we have of pirates. Uh, the other thing, and people have been arguing on whether or not women pirates exist, and they can name some names. Uh, the other thing about that, though, is a lot of these women who were pirates were disguising themselves as men because it was considered to be unlucky to have a woman on one of these pirate ships. Uh, simple reason being, if you were like the lone or just there were only a couple women on the pirate ship and the rest of the crew knew it, and you're out in the middle at sea, and you're a bunch of men, and there's a couple of women, there's going to be problems. Okay? And that actually was a problem for two well-known uh, lady pirates that they disguised themselves as men. The captain, however, found out and discovered them, and um, they had their fun. Uh, and one of them did end up pregnant while she was later also in prison. She was pregnant with that captain's child, and I believe she was probably executed while she was still pregnant, if I remember correctly. I don't remember all the details, but I do recall seeing this on the History Channel. So there's a whole thing you can get into that on having the redhead now as a pirate. They've officially dubbed her as Red, but I think she's already had that dubbing before. The films, when they included her in there, she has one scene in the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. She was referred to as Scarlet. IMDB it. Trust me, look it up. It's there. Uh, but So they just simply called her Red, R-E-D-D. So I don't know if there's a name for any other pirate actually on the ride. So having her have a, an official name is a little bit like, well, why she get one and everybody else? And if they could name her, why just simply Red? I mean, that sounds like a nickname. That would work, I guess, if it's a nickname, you know. And I'm sure red-haired people get called red a lot anyway, so in some fashion it makes sense, but whatever. Anyways, I digress. The the scene itself is it's okay. It's not that interesting. It's a lot of the same. What bugs me is we've lost Paul Freeze. We've already lost Exitensio out at front at Walt Disney World because they, they animated and they plussed, really, the skull, and it's kind of sad they had to get a different voice. Um, and so we lost Exitensio's voice in the Pirates of the Caribbean there, and that's that's sad. But now we've lost Paul Freeze from the attraction, and that kind of saddens me, I must say. And I'm honestly not that impressed with the new voice of the redhead. She reminds me a little much of Meteora from the uh, Muppet Christmas toy special. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, go back and listen to that audio I played earlier. But she reminds me of Meteora. It doesn't have that, I don't know, it's, it's not working for me. Uh, now, nothing against the actress. Uh, I looked up her. That's Gray Delisle, also known as Gray Griffin. Uh, she's got a lot of credits to her name. She's done a lot of interesting things. Uh, some things for Disney. Uh, I looked her up on IMDb, and she is just, I mean, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. She was Queen Moon Butterfly and some additional voices. Uh, DC Superhero Girls TV series. She's Wonder Woman there. Silver St. Cloud. Giganta. I mean, there's a long list. Even Avengers Assemble, she was Captain Marvel there. I mean, long list of characters she's done. And what she's done, I think, is probably follow the direction of what they told her to do. But honestly, it's it's not working for me. 
Uh, but I've commented on that enough, but that is the reason why I'm focusing this week's show kind of on redheads when we come along to it. But I've got some other things to, to dive into other than that. Now, Eric mentioned last week that D23 for gold members was going to have a sponsored trip to Marceline. A uh, big special thing with an author and you're going to get the book and sign and all kinds of fun stuff. It's sold out. I mean, within hours, probably even less, of when they put it on sale this week. Boom. Gone. So I was considering going for it. You know, it cost me some extra money to become a gold member and maybe take a spend a night in the Elves. I mean, that's the weekend of my anniversary and my birthday. And I was thinking that would be a fun thing to do. But I really, I can drive myself to Marceline and only take me a couple hours. I can go anytime I really want to and have the time. It would have been nice, though, to go on a nice trip. Uh, my wife and I go and stay a night in the Elms for our anniversary would be nice. It'll be 15 years I've been married here uh, that weekend. Uh, it would be nice. I've never actually gotten a chance to see the inside of the old Disney har- uh, home there. I've been on the farmland, but I haven't been inside the house. It would have been neat to see that, but uh, too late. It's gone. It's sold out, which is really kind of exciting. So maybe this will become a regular thing. You know, have some Marshalline trips. That would be really cool. Oh, but this. All right, now this is pretty exciting. I guess it's a campsite, Camp Wilderness. I have not been there. I don't know exactly what the details with Camp Wilderness. If it's mainly, you know, like tents or can you get RVs in there. I don't know a whole lot about Camp Wilderness, to tell you the truth. But I do know September 28th, Return to Sleepy Hollow. It's a whole thing. And it happened like last season as well. Uh, and this is, of course, there's going to be group viewing of the, uh, the animated film of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And you're going to visit the, the Tricycle D Ranch stables. And during the events, at, at the night, you're going to see galloping ghosts, and you have an up-close and personal encounter with the Headless Horseman. So this would be really, really fun. Uh, like I said, this is starting September 28th, going from the, for the September 20th through the 30th, and you're going to have October 3rd through the 7th, 10th through the 14th, 7th, basically weekends at 8 and 10 p.m. throughout October, starting at the end of September. Uh, there's also, this This is new this year, there's going to be a dessert, a dessert party at 9 p.m., so after the movie... And you're viewing the at the 8 p.m. Of course, you can go to it, or you could, you know, go to the 9 p.m. dessert party and then go watch your 10 p.m. showing. Uh, so this is going to be cool. Uh, you can do this. Uh, you can book it 180 days in advance for non-resort guests and 180 day plus 10 in advance for resort guests by calling 407 WDW Tour. So go ahead and uh, get get those plans ready. I, I if I could afford to go it, uh, and if I wasn't going to be in class, I would definitely do. All right, well, of course, though, that is months away. We're not quite thinking of Halloween yet, are we? Or <laughs> maybe you are. I don't know. But uh, there is something happening, actually, that I, I was not aware of. I just read about this. There's a really nice video, and I think I'm just going to share with you the audio of this video. I mean, this is really, really neat. Uh, but to sum things up, Harvey Mason Jr., who's a pop rock music producer, uh, got to work on creating a new version of Golden Dream. Uh, so they're updating that in the World Shaka- Showcase there at Epcot at, at the American Adventure Pavilion. So this is, you know, I've gotten to hear a little bit of it from the video. That's about all I've heard. It's very nice orchestrations. It's very beautiful. I uh, haven't gotten to hear what the this new singers are going to be. You know, this, this is a song that's been updated just pretty often. I mean, it's, they, they update it every few years, I think, <laughs> you know. It's been, it's, it's so it's nothing new that they've updated, but there's a new version coming. I'm not sure exactly when this new version will be heard, uh, but I, I'm gonna figure it'll be up there by this summer. 
Uh, but there's some really great audio, and I think I'm just going to play the audio for you right now. Of all our parks, you know, Epcot is the park that is probably most based on the real world. And the real world changes. So from time to time, we like to go back into our shows and refresh them and keep them relevant, keep them current. The Golden Dream sequence of American Adventure is one that we've refreshed several times since Epcot opened back in 1982. And now we're going in and we're doing a refresh of the Golden Dream song. We realized it had been a long time since we had taken a listen to the song with critical ears. And after listening to it with the creative team and decided, you know what, it's a good time for an update to get a fresh take on this song. We wanted to do something that was timeless that wouldn't be date stamped to 2018. So we chose an approach that was elegant and support the emotion that we're hoping our guests feel when they see the presentation. We went in and re-recorded new vocalists, new orchestra, new rhythm section, all under the supervision of our producer, Harvey Mason Jr. Someone who could bring cinematic sensitivities, contemporary, fresh music approach. It's been an absolute joy to collaborate with an artist like Harvey. My approach was to be respectful of the original. And then I also tried to make it contemporary and somewhat relevant to what's going on in music today. After going on a journey of excitement, some down moments, some sadness, some introspection, I wanted people to leave on a high note of, man, this is great, I love America. To hear the new version go down was amazing. It's a beautiful performance by the orchestra. Many moments in the film, it swells to this incredible, like almost stand-up, you know, beautiful emotion that only a rich chorus can bring. So we brought in some of the best choristers here in Los Angeles. You don't get a lot of songs with this kind of scale and this kind of gravitas. So it's been a fascinating journey to get inside this song and listen to it and think about the songwriters and the musicians who performed on the original and realize we have to pay honor to them as well as creating our own unique version. I think people who know and love this show will love the fact that it's been refreshed and that the adventure continues. It's a very emotional show, a very patriotic show, a show that really reflects every person. It's about our adventure, our story. And it's a story that continues, it keeps growing. All right, so moving on, the next thing we have happening at a Disney park, Bugs Land is out, Marvel is in. Uh, this, I mean, multiple sources were reporting when this was going on. And there's definitely reasons to be excited for this. I mean, this is Marvel coming into Disney's California Adventure uh, with a lot of, you know, superhero-themed layouts. This is going to happen completely in 2020. You know, at about the same time, though, you know, of course, you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission breakout ride going on. And we kind of expected because of that there would be some new Marvel things going on. Uh, and heck, the Tough to Be a Bug already closed on March 19th to make room for the, uh, the rest of the Bugs Land also closing actually later this summer. Uh, so, you know, I guess if you want to experience the Tough to Be a Bug, it's going to still be in the Animal Kingdom. I haven't heard anything about that going away. So, and it makes sense to have it down there in the Animal Kingdom. It, it fits in very nicely. I don't know if they'll try to bring any bit of the uh, bug fun down into Animal Kingdom, just kind of, you know, bring it somewhere. Uh, although, I don't, I don't know how popular it was. I never got to experience it, so I'm sad for that. I would like to have experienced it as well, but that's okay. I mean, this was, you know, the Choo Choo 
uh, you know, Heimlich's Choo Choo, and uh, I've seen like some other different rides. They were, you know, kind of small, simple amusement rides. Stuff I would enjoy, and it was really like it was really fun. It made you feel like you're the size of a bug. It's a really nice land, so I'm, I'm sure many people will be sad to see it go. And some people are going to be, you know, kind of like, oh, it's gone. Too bad. You know, they're just going to move on. You know, I, I don't know if it was popular with everyone. Uh, but like I said, I would like to have been able to experience it before it goes away, and that looks like that's not going to happen. Of course, I mean, there's going to be some new Marvel stuff going on over in Disneyland Paris, you know, new roller coasters and stuff like that, but now, of course, we have a good Marvel area coming into Disney's California Adventure. I'm not sure all that is going to have entail. Uh, I mean, there's like a new roller coaster going on that's going to become like an Iron Man-themed one that's going to open in Disneyland Paris at, in, by 2020, which... I'm thinking that might be happening here as well as a possibility. I don't know all the details of what's going on. All we know is a new Marvel Land is definitely coming. So we'll keep our eyes open for that. Uh, but while we're keeping our eyes open for that, uh, here in April, and I figure you probably already need to have booked yourself a seat in this, but the Marvel Disney Day at Sea is coming in April, and they've even announced that it's going to come back in for, to run from January through March 2019 on select cruises from Miami. But they are going to... They, they've basically released the type of heroes you're going to get to see, and the main thing they're really wanting to push is that Black Panther will be there for you to do a meet and greet with Black Panther here on the cruise ship. So I don't know if he's been in the parks yet. I haven't heard anything about that. But you'll be able to meet Black Panther as well as, of course, all the Avengers and Spider-Man will be on that cruise ship during the Marvel Day at Sea. Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. There's going to be, like, stunt shows with a Marvel Battle at Sea. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. Marvel Universe trivia knowledge. Uh, so much fun stuff going to happen. So, yeah, definitely, I don't know if you can still book something for a, a cruise in April, but if you can and you're interested, I would go for it. But this is really late in the game. Alright, but I think it's time that we move on to the Neverland Trailer Park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that shovel. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Who is it? Bonsai! Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's ass you kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> Hey, where you going, come in? Oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm oh. <laughs> Hey! Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> Was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see... After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but he's still the same prick. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he could bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? 
You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm gonna be your sensei. I'm gonna teach you the style of karate that was taught to me. A method of fighting your pansy ass generation desperately needs. Okay, let's see what you got. She's a girl. And? I'm sorry. Oh, are you okay? Girl's a natural cobra. Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. All right, so this is, yeah, it's not a Disney film. This is definitely along the lines of our retro fun. Uh, this is something specific to YouTube Red, and I believe this is actually supposed to be like a series. Not a movie, but like a series. That's at least from what I've been hearing. I haven't gotten to really confirm any of that. But this is Cobra Kai, and it's definitely something that brings back our childhood. And, you know, from what you've just heard, I mean, this was... Johnny Lawrence is, you know, he's kind of down and out. Uh, well, this is information we already knew. He's he's starting back up the Cobra Kai school. I don't know where exactly he's getting the funding. We do see a scene of him coming in to talk to Daniel, who now owns this big car dealership. So maybe Daniel gives him a loan for something, but maybe he doesn't know exactly what that money is going to. Maybe he just wants to help him out because he probably does consider him kind of an old friend, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you your former bully becomes your friend when you have to stand up to him, that kind of thing. So, uh, but there's a bit of irony going on. It seems the former bully is now wanting to teach kids to not be bullied and how to be able to fight back, which is all fine and good. And I think it's a, a good thing. Hey, yes, good idea. Teach people to be able to protect and defend themselves. That's a good idea. But we know the Cobra Kai way is a little bit over the top, shall we say, and you have that strike card, strike first and no mercy kind of thing, which is... Not really a good idea, you know, you should be able to exercise mercy and uh, you know, just because you can beat some of them up doesn't give you the right to because with great power becomes great responsibility. Thank you, Uncle Ben. So I want to see how this plays out. And of course, Daniel is kind of bothered by the Cobra Kai coming back because they are problematic for him. They have been in the past. And so I'm sure he's kind of worried, especially if he has loaned Johnny the money to start the school. If that is what's going on here, I can see him being concerned. So this will be interesting. Uh, looks like this is being taken in with some humor. The one thing, you know, it's becoming an old joke of the uh, typical, and I think it's very gentlemanly that you don't do not want to hit a, a girl. And when you apologize for it is when she attacks you. We've seen that done a bazillion times. I mean, heck, Batman Returns, famously with Catwoman there. Uh, how, you know, how could you? I'm a woman. Uh, I'm sorry. And then she kicks him, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's an old joke, so I wish they could come up with something a bit more creative, but I guess maybe they're hoping that some of the younger generation have not heard that joke a bazillion times. But then again, who's really going to watch this show? Yeah, people my age who grew up watching the old Karate Kid movie. So, <laughs> whatever. I'm not sure what they're going for with that one. So that kind of fell flat with me, but I'm interested to watch this. But this is exclusive to YouTube Red. Now, I'm going to investigate. I am a Google Fiber customer, and I expect that I should probably have a YouTube Red account because Google owns YouTube. So I'm going to investigate to see if maybe I actually have had a YouTube Red account all this time and I just was not aware of it because I am curious at least to watch this.
to Disney and beyond. Alrighty, so now I've only uh, compiled a, a short list here of some tributes to some redheads before we go into some audio I have of Thurl Ravenscroft telling the story of the Pirates of the Caribbean from the old album that they put out in promotion for the Pirates of the Caribbean. So here's the thing. Uh, and I do have a comment I'm going to go ahead and share. Uh, we were, of course, talking about the famous redhead from the auction scene, now known specifically as Red from the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. And we did get some feedback on our Facebook page, which make sure you come and like it. We have a, a group that you can join to talk about things, and we have a Facebook page you can come and like, and you can discuss some different news things that I like to share on there. Uh, but we had uh, Timothy over there who... He, he seems to like it. He's written it. And he, well, he said this. Let me let me read what he wrote. He said, She now is raucously involved in the auction of items. Yes, people can be too politically correct, and pirates did sell people, but it's a ride. I wrote it yesterday, and it's still the pirate's ride. I like that. Instead of her standing there, she is boisterously involved in the proceedings. And I can see, yeah, her actually being involved with the whole thing. You know, it's, it is different. Uh, she was involved before, because if you look the way, you know, she was moving and she was kind of looking and she was posing, she was actually lifting her skirt a little bit and exposing her ankle, which is a little bit cheeky, you know. At the time, that had been like, and I, I like the fact that they made a joke with it with the last Pirates film, like, I saw her ankles, you know. That was like showing some, something major there by showing the ankle. So she was kind of participating a bit. Uh, before, but now she's really is a part of it because she's, you know, hey, they want the rum, and ha ha, you know. So she's she is participating more, and so Timothy enjoyed that. And there, there are probably some other people who are enjoying that. Uh, personally, from what I've seen of it, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know, it's it's not clicking with me. Uh, but there's been other famous redheads throughout the history of Disney when I started looking around. And I, you know, I found even some images. Uh, I even found an Oh My Disney article. But of course, number one, I'm, I'm going to think of Ariel because I love the Little Mermaid. That's, you know, she's my favorite of the Disney princesses. But you've also got Anna, of course, from Frozen and Merida. And, and I even watched it again this week, of course, because I've watched Peter Pan. I don't know how many times. But Peter Pan himself actually has some red hair in the Disney version of it. Uh, there's also on the Oh My Disney, they mentioned Hercules and Phil. Uh, course i you know they kind of seem to have more brown hair to me but they listed it and this is an official disney site so i'm going to call for it but also phineas from phineas and ferb has a goofy tuft of red hair on his weird pointed head sort of the side of his head uh but not only anna from frozen but also hans uh also famously kim possible which i really need to watch some of that show i never have uh, and then i know uh scott from disney indiana his favorite redhead from disney of course jessica rabbit uh, and if you look, Roger's kind of got a tuft of red hair on the top of his head as well. So we're going to give him some credit. Also, Anastasia from Cinderella. You know, she's a Wicked stepsister, but she had some red hair. Roxanne from A Goofy Movie. Quasimodo, even listed had, has some darker hair. And don't forget Jesse from Toy Story. Another one of my favorites. You got to love Jesse. Jesse's just awesome. Now, they also list Anita from A Honor One Dalmatians. But I don't know, when I'm looking at it, I, she looks... More brownish blonde, but, you know, Oh My Disney is officially through Disney, so I guess what we're going to call it. And, of course, we got to remember Giselle from Enchanted, which, you know, of course, because the actress they chose had some reddish hair, so, you know, we go for that. Uh, Thomas from Pocahontas. And also Ellie from Pixar's Up was actually listed as having red hair. And there's more. I mean, goodness, they had all kinds. It's really, really cool. So, I mean, redheads are kind of a big thing amongst the Disney circuit. So that's really, really neat. 
But we go even further, because, I mean, now they have added Marvel and Star Wars and even the Muppets into the Disney library. And so, and I know I've probably not mentioned every single Disney redhead. In fact, we could go on, I mean, really, if you look at it, Robin Hood and, and Maid Marian both had red hair. Uh, I'm seeing uh, in, in an image, they actually have Lady from Lady and the Tramp as having some reddish hair, but, you know, uh, that's more of a brown, that's that thing. But Syndrome, uh, Madame Medusa, um, I cannot think of the character's name from Gravity Falls. You know, uh, is it Katie? No. You know what I mean, but from Gravity Falls, the girl that... Uh, that Dipper has a crush on, and I cannot think... Oh, wow, I can't believe I forgot her name. But there are so many great red-headed characters. I mean, uh, even in Ratatouille, although his hair's more brown. Some of the ones that's on this image I found, I don't necessarily agree with, but you can kind of consider Tigger. He's kind of orange-headed. Uh, so, I mean, lots of different characters, and when we were kind of... My wife and I were talking with Robin Hood and Maid Marian, you could also then consider Todd and Vixie from The Fox and the Hound. Uh, but anyways, moving along... Marvel, I only listed out a few of the Marvel characters I could think of, like Mary Jane Watson, Jean Grey, Rachel Summers. Uh, that might be one that some of you are not familiar with. That is, She's from an alternate timeline where Scott Summers and Jean Grey did have a, a daughter, and she currently, you know, she's had the Phoenix powers. Uh, there's also a character named Tigra. Uh, she's very similar to the Cheetah character over in DC. And also you have Medusa of the Inhumans. Those are at least some of the redheads that I can think of off the top of my head. I was just making a quick list. In Star Wars, we have the no longer canon Mara Jade, wife of Luke Skywalker. Uh, there were some speculations that we were going to end the novelization of The Last Jedi, find out about a wife of Luke Skywalker, and there were hopes that Mara Jade would get a mention. But that's not quite the case. There is a wife thing to Luke Skywalker, but it is not what you think. And I don't want to spoil anything in the book if you haven't read it, but uh, the first chapter you do get a little uh, something, and it's very interesting, and it's a nice shout-out to those of us who may have read the original Star Wars novelization or listened to the radio dramas, okay? We'll just say that. Also in Star Wars, we have another new redhead, General Hux. Yes, there we go, General Hux. So we've had another redhead in Star Wars, and we'll call him a famous one even if he is a very bad guy. And also in the Muppets, I mainly thought of two that jumped right out at me as Beaker and Red Fraggle. I mean, so I mean, there's a great history of redheads uh, throughout Disney and throughout some of the companies that they've bought and brought a part of. And I thought it would be fun uh, to appreciate some of those, to kind of name some of them off. Before we dive right into the story of the original redhead, well, her at least portion in the original Pirates of the Caribbean, as narrated by Thoreau Ravenscroft. So, without further ado, here you go. Enjoy. Who's that? Oh, ahoy there! And what be you doing in these parts? Hmm. Be it salty old pirates and treasure that ye be seeking, uh, you've dropped your hook in the right harbor. Now, have ye all stout hearts, mateys? Hmm. Well, then, come aboard, and I'll be taking ye far away from this sleepy bayou to the blue waters of the Caribbean, where they be plundering pirates and adventure and bewitched treasure that be now only to a few like meself, uh, what gain a livelihood from the plunder of ships and 
sea parts. Now stay close together now, me hearties, and keep a weather eye open, for they be squalls ahead, and Davy Jones' locker is waiting for those that don't obey. Dead men tell no tales. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Mark ye the dead man's cove on the starboard side ahead. Now that empty chest was once filled to the rim with cursed treasure. And the bones that be here are all that remains of the bills rats that discovered its hiding place. <laughs> it was no easy death they died either. Judging by them long knives and cutlasses that lay strew about. <laughs> the crabs and seagulls have picked the bones clean. Why, <laughs> what's life for me? But then, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the Caribbean abounds with gales and hurricanes. Aye, and a ghost ship is said to sail these waters with her skeleton helmsman forever lashed to her cursed wheel. Tis said that she can be seen sometimes in the light of flashing lightning when the wind is screaming like the devil himself was after Davy Jones. A pirate life, eh? And what kind of shelter ashore would the boys that fly the Jolly Rogers be likely to find? Yeah. Being in ships most of the time, having to flee from the king's soldiers and sailors while their thirst for treasure drives them to makeshift land bases, the likes of which are none too comfortable. And the noise. Ah. No lover would get a wink of sleep with all the revelry that goes on. Drink up, me bony hearties. <laughs> that bottle will never run dry. <laughs> and where would your captain be seeing? <laughs> oh, over here on the port side, is it? Oh. The captain's quarters, with a dandy bed and lace trimmings. And close by, here's the treasure room, a whole grotto, filled to gunnels with gold and jewels. Ah, but you've seen the cursed treasure now, and there's little I can do. No fear have ye, O oh evil curses, says you. Properly warned he be, says I. 
Who knows when that devil curse will strike the beholders of this bewitched treasure? Dead men tell no tales. Well, perhaps you know too much. You've seen the cursed treasure. Ye know where it's hidden. Now proceed at your own risk. These be the last friendly words you'll hear. Ye may not survive to pass this way again. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> oh, 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 a pirate's life for me. We kindle a jar in flame and ignite. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We burn up the city, we're really a fright. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We're rascals, scoundrels, villains, and maids. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We're devils and black sheep, really mad eggs. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We're beggars and fighters, ne'er do well can't drink up me hearties, yo ho. I but we're loved by our mommies and dads, drink up me hearties, yo ho. Aye, there's the sound of adventure. Cannon firing must be a pirate force attacking a fort. Aye, there they be. A pirate galleon given a broadside to a Spanish fort. <laughs> a pirate's life. Give it to him, Captain. Thank your colors, you blooming cockroaches. Dallas, otro cananzo. Give him another broadside. Thunder will see you to Davy Jones. They need persuasion, mates. Fire at will. Two shot holes, Captain. One clean through the mizzen mast. I take that. Bring that sheep around here again, and we will blow it out from the water. Cut the ruddy wreckage away! Stand by as your guns were! Take very good aim. Get ready now. Here comes that stinking sheep again. Surrender, you lily-livered lovers! Give it to him, lads. I'll show the bilge rats. Avast, you scurvy scum. Run up your white flag. Never, never. We will not surrender. Very well, then. Give him another broadside. Pound him, lads. Pound him. Two men down on number four gun. Take him down below and clear the decks, lads. Ah, oh, these lubbers be brave ones, but likely to no avail if I knows anything about the likes of lads that sail the Black Mariah. <laughs> Surrender they will. 
Soon the whole town will be ablaze, and the pirate lads will rush in to strip the town of its treasure and to sack and burn it to the ground. <laughs> and a jolly time for all. Now, stick close, and you won't be mistaken for one of the scum that live in this port. Yeah, what have we here? Looks like some of the pirate lads have got the town magistrate, and they're trying to get him to say where the treasure be hiding. <laughs> yeah, they got the scum by a rope, and they'll be dunking him in the town well. And his wife is in the window of that house, shouting encouragement she is. <laughs> yeah, pirate's life for sure. Make him talk, Captain. Pipe the lover aloft! Speak up, you pills rat! Where be the treasure hidden? Do not tell him, Carlos! No, no! <laughs> Scuttle the old cockroach! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, por favor. Please, no more. <laughs> Pipe him aloft again, mighty! Be brave, Carlos! Don't listen to them! <laughs> Mr. Again, ain't it? <laughs> By gum heel talker, do a fine dance at rope's end. Be that clear, senor? Don't tell him, Carlos. Don't be chicken. <laughs> Mr. Again, I did. <laughs> Scuttle the scum. Scuttle the scum. I am not chicken. I will not talk. I will not talk. <laughs> He'll tell, sure, but uh, let us be moving along. Stout hearts now, lasses. On the port, they be an auction of the local wenches. <laughs> and a willin' lot, they looks at that. And the one on the block now seems a plump thing, eh? She may land herself a husband at last. <laughs> what? They all looks like they'd be willing to take any husband that would be sailing by, and those plunderers on the other side would be more than a fair catch, though the scurvy sailors don't look like they'd be caring for the bidden. Have a listen now. We anchor now, you swabbies. What be I offered for this winsome wench, stout-hearted and corn-fed? Aye, be you selling there by the pound? <laughs> Shift your cargo, dearie. Show him your starboard side. Here, we wants the redhead. Yeah! 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 Belay there, you folks of swabs. Here, we want the redhead. Aye, the redhead is what we want. Now, you bilge rats, do I hear six? Who make it six? Six, six, be it six. Six balls of rum! That <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for sponging rum. It be gold I'm after. Here now, pipe the redhead aboard! Now let's see if all hands still be aboard. We don't want any of you lasses getting off and getting in line. <laughs> yeah, sure, by now the whole town must be captured by them rollicking pirates. Why, they've set half the town on fire and drunk nearly half the grog. 
Uh, but then they be pirates, and <laughs> pirates will be pirates. <laughs> uh, what's this? Oh, a musical trio. Oh, sing, ye lovers of plunder, sing! We extort, we pilfer, we pilch and sack, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho! Marauding and dazzle and even hijack, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho! Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me! We kindle and char in flame and ignite, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho! We burn up the city, we're really a fright, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho! We're rascals, scoundrels, villains, and maids. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We're devils and flashing, pretty mad eggs. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We're beggars and fighters, ne'er-do-well cats. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. I bet we're loved by our mommies and dads. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. <laughs> Nobly spoken, me hearties, but begging your leave. Me and me friends here will be sailing along. The fire be getting far too close for the likes of an old water spaniel like meself. A pirate's life. <laughs> Look at those bilge rats over there that got locked up in jail. And the poor doggy that's what got the key ring in his mouth. <laughs> you swabbies, what you be doing in the dungeon? Looking for gold, were you, eh? Sharp-eyed pirates ye be got locked up by the jailer's own mutt. <laughs> Talk straight to the mutt now, and you may be getting what you're after. Here, give us the keys, you scrawny little beast. I'd say grab his ears. Belay that talk. We want the keys, not the mutt. Blasted, black-hearted cur. Grab his tail. Go on, grab it. Don't scare him. Oh, the blasted pocket-picking pirate! Now, now, Miss Wobbies, that be no way to talk to man's best friend. If it be the keys to the dungeon that be in the doggy's mouth that you want, then you must talk nice to the poor hound. You can drag a mule to water and get nothing more than a sore back for all your efforts, when a few kind words would be doing the job for you. Aye, mateys, a few kind words, you barnacle-bellied pilchgum! <laughs> Here, doggy. Nice, doggy. Bring old Bill the nice keys. Here you go, dearie. Come on, have a nice bone. Aye, it's a good lad. Come on, Rover. It's us what needs your ready help, not them blasted lubbers. Lubbers, he calls us. And after all, me good advice, too. Huh. Well, fish heads, we still be sailing, and it's not us what's locked up in the dungeon. Yeah. Talk nice now. <laughs> Here you be, Spot. How's about a nice, thick, juicy bone? Over here, Spot. Over here. Now, e easy, boy. Don't drop it. Is that be some of the pirates of the Caribbean. 
plunder, treasure, and adventure be commonplace in the Caribbean regions that we've sailed through. Still, ye have been a stout-hearted crew and was a pleasure to sail with ye. Now, should you be dropping your hook in this region again, be ye sure to fly your colors and signal hello. Good sailing to you now, mighties. I'll be jumping off here at the Blue Bayou and see if there be any more adventuresome lads and lasses about. Farewell, me hearties. Fare thee well. Yo, ho, yo, ho, pirates, hype for me. We're bankers and flyers and there to well cast. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. I but we're loved by our mommies and dads. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! <laughs> Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.